Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself depending on the subject matter and your needs. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome to my show. Remember, each week I will share your experiences, whatever it is that you have going on, from angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man. I welcome you to go to shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com and I will address your concerns, your insights, your experiences, your research, and you are always welcome to be a guest on this program as well. Most people seem to enjoy sending the emails, so I'm not complaining. So I hope you enjoy when I get to those and uh, share those here on the air. And I also have various guests that always blow my mind. I'm always learning. Aren't you? When it comes to anything that's unexplained, it's unexplained. So how do we figure this stuff out? How do we find explanations? We talk to each other. That's what we do. And I am really enjoying a lot of the stuff that's coming my way. And, you know, it's not always about the emails. It's not always about the research. A lot of this that comes to me, I've been very fortunate and I feel blessed to come into the presence of people spontaneously that just start opening up about things. And I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, it's happened again. And I remember in college when this used to happen to me, I always used to wonder, do I have a target painted on my back? Like people just start talking to me about their haunted house. I grew up in a haunted house. So I would always get into these fascinating conversations and I could never explain or understand how this kept happening. It's as if we were attracting each other. And and then you just start going, you know, this is how my life is. This is the way it's going to be. So I'm never surprised. And and I, I almost am uh, disappointed in myself that I don't have that element of su- surprise anymore. Because I'm just like, people start talking and I just look at them like this is any other day. And, and if I have friends or family with me when somebody just spontaneously starts talking about something out of the ordinary, they're, they're like, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, the, you cover this, like this is your stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, it happens a lot. And, and I really don't want to become that person that's like, oh, but of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's become that way for me. And uh, I think now what it is, it's, it's so common, I'm saddened when I hear about these things. Like, I guess it was kind of neat and cool that I could relate to other people, but now it's become this, oh my gosh, not another person, not another soul harassed. Uh, because it more often than not, I'm hearing the negative stuff. And uh, I could say truth, truly, that uh, it was more of a balance. You know, you'd hear the good with the bad and uh, it was interesting how positive stuff was followed up with bad stuff when it came to, like, seeing something angelic or uh, uh, then demonic. It, it would just flip back and forth in people's lives. Like, if you are open to seeing one thing, the other thing just seems to happen. And, uh, oh, boy, what am I getting to? Well, I'm getting to this point of um, it happened again. And... 
Again, it's not uncommon, but you know, with COVID and being more uh, lockdownish, uh, not going out, adventuring, conversating, getting as close to people, you have um, let's see more limited options to uh, communicate with people randomly, right? And uh, I always appreciate when I'm like in the South, and the folks are just like, hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? And uh, I happened to be hanging out in the South for a little bit here. And uh, (laughs) I had an appointment today. Okay. And uh, wow, a lady next to me, and she gave me permission to use her first name of Arlene. And uh, hello, Arlene. (laughs) And uh, she just started conversating with me about my backpack. And a lot of people approach me about my backpack because it's rather unique. It is a spiky backpack. I tend to use it more often than I use a purse just because it's more convenient and it's less taxing. But sometimes I question my choices because a backpack has a lot of space in it that's not very organized and I end up having to dump it a lot just to find things. Um, (laughs) But I see people with giant purses do the same thing. So I am going to stick with my backpack. Uh, (laughs) And so I was chatting with Arlene and uh, she's like, oh, where'd you get it? And she's looking it up online and and, uh, starts talking to me about some of the things that were going on and why she's there for an appointment. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And uh, (laughs) out of nowhere... Uh, we started chatting on on some stranger things, you know, and this is typical. And I I don't just uh, tell people outright, you know, who I am, what I do and all that stuff. So uh, I don't like to freak people out. I know how to clear a room. But I honestly like to talk more about the spiritual uh, side as far as uh, the Jesus encounter books that I have and, and angelic encounters and prayer and all this stuff. (laughs) But it always is interesting to me, like, even if I try to lean in that direction, in comes the topic of the demonic stuff all the time. And spontaneously, Arlene just goes, I saw a shadow being last night. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I just listened. And she's like, yeah, he's come by a couple of times. and, And I'm like, you know what are we, uh, a seat apart? And she starts talking to me about this. And (laughs) my goodness, I listened intently. And I said, okay, she's not saying this one little element. And I'm like, was the shadow being wearing a hat? She said, yes. She goes to her husband, listen, listen. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm like, yeah, I'm very familiar with this. And then she mentioned somebody's um, (laughs) work on my work who put out something that uh, just blows my mind. People just (laughs) come at me and and grab my book and make a video on things. And uh, I'm like, I I don't know what she was referring to, what video it was. Um, But she's like, yeah, I, I had seen something that just an image online somewhere. And uh, she's like, I was like, no, could it be that, that this is exactly what it is I've dealt with? And wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. And, and then she went on to tell me about uh, other elements uh, of things that uh, she'd experienced. And oh my gosh, the patterns, the patterns, people. And, uh, you know, you got to think you're at a doctor's appointment. So there's there's illness that might be going on that might attract something like this. And uh, I, I just it breaks my heart because I know these things are lingering to take advantage. I know they're looking for a way in. And uh, Arlene, let me know she's Christian and strong and, and that. And I'm like, but uh, you might be such a bright light that they're also attracted But I also seem to uh, find that, you know, when people are in a weakened state, uh, uh, any form of weakened state, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, or physically, they come around. And uh, so I took my time and and I I described to her how best to protect herself. Because, wow, they're just kind of swarming the nest type of thing. And, you know, 
I could tell you, I, as I'm listening to her story, I'm like, oh, how many missed opportunities have happened like this right here? I mean, the prior night Hatman came to this woman, I, I, I think he's able to predict when people bump into me as well, because he gets really ticked at uh, experiencers when uh, they reach out to me. And in fact, many of them will back off and they say, I sent an email or I was about to and, and he started acting up, things got worse. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. And it scares people away. But with COVID, imagine this interaction has not been happening. I felt blessed. And I felt very positioned to be right there next to Arlene with what was going on in her life as she was dealing with some things. And uh, how many Arlene's did I miss? How many chance opportunities got just passed up? So this pandemic is not just oppressing, depressing and possessing people. It is absolutely eliminating opportunities for the light to creep in as well to be inspired, to, I don't know, leap to their loo, (laughs) dance a jig, you know? And I saw the twinkle in her eye of, wow, I have somebody to relate to. And wow, thank you so much for, you know, talking about this and and how to get rid of it, to protect herself. I mean, oh gosh, you guys, it just really, really put me in that that mind space to be like, I really need to get out more. And, you know, I do, I do, I I go outside and do a lot of stuff. But those opportunities, those special opportunities to meet fresh new people like that, it's, uh, it's, it's magical when it happens. It really is. And we need to create more of that. We need to say, hey, how's it going? You know, how are you doing? Cool, cool purse, cool backpack. Get those conversations going. And you'd be surprised. It's like these little opportunities arise. And, We don't always know why they happen, but uh, then the conversation turns and maybe, maybe you'll be that person to help somebody like Arlene and point them in the right direction and, and clear that out of their lives. And I hope, Arlene, if you're listening, that you do indeed reach out and uh, I will send the blessing that I use personally to get rid of these things. So again, I welcome all of you. Go to my main website, which is shadowfolks.com. So shadow, F-O-L-K-S, or HeidiHollis.com. People have a hard time spelling my name, so they go to the same website. Uh, <laughs> and today's show, we're going to just go through your emails and uh, get down to it and talk about whatever comes up because we're living a life here that's quite out of the ordinary. All right, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. 
This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based Luminesce, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products. Dr. Newman, tell me about the long-term benefit of Luminesce versus other store-bought products. The technology that we have is, comes from the factors and the polypeptides that the stem cells are producing. This is the language that the skin uses to talk to each other. And by using these products, you're maintaining the health and balance of the skin versus other products that we used to have before this technology came about was only putting something to cover the skin. It was never really to help to maintain the balance of the skin. So when we're using the Luminous Care line, we're going to continue to have a very healthy and beautiful looking skin that will be maintained and will continue to get better and better over time versus when you're using a moisturizer or when using most of the other products that we had before this technology you would only get sort of the moisturizer right there and then that was it. There was no long-term benefit. Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered Luminous products and decided a price reduction was in order so more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous. Shop now at HealthyLooking.com or call toll-free 800-604-3129. If you would like to try Luminous, how about our starter kit, postage paid for $19.99? See the full line of products from Luminous. Plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129. Luminous from HealthyLooking.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As mentioned in the first segment, today is all about your emails, so I am just going to dive on in, and I really do not read these in advance. Very rarely, every once in a while, just skip, but very lightly, if ever. So as I read these things, if uh, there's some broken English in there, I am totally just trying to make sense of it as we go along. So pardon me. Um, <laughs> all right. This one says, hello, Heidi. 
I have just come across your book, The Hat Man. I will tell you my experience to add to your collection. I have thousands, absolutely thousands. <laughs> I'm 73, and when I was about three or four, I remember quite vividly what was a dream that was very real, but I will never know. But as I stood at the bottom of the stairs in the house that we lived in, I was with my father. He was putting on his tie at the mirror. You know, this is so wild to me. People that can remember toddler years. Toddler! Three years old? I mean, goodness, okay. So she continues. I looked up the stairs and stood at the top. Okay, I think they're saying... What was standing there at the top was a figure in a long black cost with a hat. Hmm, I don't know what a cost is. Uh, pulled over his. I felt it was a male. The figure beckoned me. Oh my gosh. Beckoned me up the stairs. But I felt afraid. Okay, so I'm going to read that sentence again. I looked up the stairs and what stood at the top was a figure in a long black, I think they mean coat, <laughs> with a hat pulled over. And they felt it was a male. The figure beckoned me up the stairs, but I felt afraid. The memory stops there. In my young life, I was always scared that my soul would be stolen. Oh my gosh. What a thought. I often felt a vibration as if I would have an out-of-body experience, which scared me. As I got older and learned to deal with the fear, etc., this is the kind of experience I'm curious, widely reported? Okay, they're asking if there's a widely experienced... Okay, gotcha. Thank you so much, Catherine, from the UK. Awesome. Um, wow. Um... Believe it or not, that is a, a something, an element that I have heard people saying they feel a certain vibration that kind of hums in their center of their being, and then, pop, they pop out of their bodies. So that's interesting to me. What a, what a thought to have that your soul might be stolen. And this is exactly what Hatman does. And here he was beckoning you like that. That is so very disturbing. It, it makes me wonder why people have some of these experiences that they do and these understandings so very young. So I've got a story I want to share that might help uh, bring into an understanding about some of the patterns and the things that Hatman does to people. Oh, this is so disturbing to me because I don't understand this invitation thing, this waving of the arm thing, but this is a very common pattern with hat man. Come on in. What, what is that? <laughs> and, and the tipping of the hat, like acknowledging you, see you, and then come this way. How is that inviting? I, I don't know, but it's like, do you, if you listen or if you tip your hat back, is that a welcoming for him? I mean, he's speaking somehow. This is a gesture. It's, uh, it, it's just so disturbing. Okay, so this is a story. All right, so I was fresh out of college and uh, had a roommate, uh, a different one that uh, I I'd wrote the book, The Secret War, okay? And uh, I was washing dishes, okay? <laughs> Really exciting. I'm way down this very long hallway and my roommate's room was, I mean, it was an extraordinarily long hallway inside of a pretty large apartment. So I'm pretty far away and uh, washing the dishes, hate washing dishes, not my favorite thing at all. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but all of a sudden I got this very, very distinctive alert. And it was so weird that these words came out of my mouth. And I screamed to the roommate as I'm sitting there, like I'm totally full of uh, soapy water. <laughs> like, 
And I said, what are you thinking? I'm screaming this. I, my hands are, are, are wet. I don't have anything to dry my hands off. And, and, and I just, it was almost like a robotic thing that just came out of me. Like, what are you thinking? I called their name. What are you thinking? And then I, I, I'll, I'm, I'm like soaking wet. I just all of a sudden didn't care that I got suds up to my elbows and I, and I go down the hallway and I'm saying it over and over. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I open up their door and they're like, OMG, I can't believe you're saying that out loud. And I'm like, what, what, why? You know, and I, I didn't have a reasoning really about my uh, saying this out loud the way that I was. And my friend goes, well, I, I think your friend <laughs> wants you to go to them. I'm like, my friend? What are you talking about? I, and this, this is so such a strange story. So my roommate was in college and was studying in their bedroom, on their bed, when all of a sudden a very clear image came in their mind of this long, dark alleyway and Hat Man at the end of the alleyway waving her in. And she's like, Heidi, I'm thinking to myself, oh, an invitation. Like, it was a friendly gesture. Like, I, I should go, but hold on. I think this is Heidi's friend. I should really go get you. And I was just about to say, I should really get Heidi. And then you screamed this. And I heard you, and you kind of snapped me out of it. And I was thinking of going to him. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. That is no friend of mine. That is no friend of mine. I, I I couldn't believe. I mean, this is not a daydream, people. This is a person studying. A very difficult uh, element of studies, too. And, and to have this very vivid image come to their mind with an invitation from Hatman. And, and here's Catherine, a toddler, seeing a physical image, doing the same gesture. It's like... If you take that first step of curiosity or, oh, yes, of course, that's an invitation that you accepted, even if you don't reach them, right? So knowing him, unfortunately, um, and his ways and, and, and how he, he really is a very observant creature, okay? And you allowed even a smidgen, he is going to take that little smidgen, that little pinky toe stepping forward as an invitation. And even if you, even if you didn't take much, like it's just a hesitant walk. Oh my gosh. So I always wonder what would have happened. And, and here's Catherine saying, I felt like my soul was going to be stolen at some point from a very young age. What is this? What is this? We have that old thing about vampires and having to invite them to come into your home, right? This is kind of like that. And he kind of does look like a uh, <laughs> uh, vampire, right? I mean, it's, it's just so stereotypical. You would think he'd uh, switch it up and become more, uh, I don't know, current with the, the latest styles. But no, 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 no. He wants you to recognize him. Know that. He wants you to. He waits for you to see him. You know, in the first segment, I was mentioning Arlene. She said, and I've heard this a bunch of times. He, she called it out and said, hey, I see you. I see you, hat man. And he didn't move. But sometimes he'll tip his hat or he'll smile and ugh. But uh, unfortunately, there's also these other minions of sorts that work under Hatman, and uh, those come to the surface. And some of these folks that I talked to, like Arlene, and she described a lot of different types of circumstances that uh, had these creatures coming at her. But here we have Catherine, who just had this odd instance as a toddler, an invitation to a toddler. Think about that. A toddler. 
Now, I know on this show, I've mentioned a toddler being encouraged to kill themselves. So here's an invitation from Hatman, who, let's not forget, says he's the devil. And so have many people who have written me say, oh my goodness, I think that's who I just met. He's inviting a three-year-old. Opening up that doorway. And how many of us don't recall being a toddler? I'm one of them. (laughs) And what if I had less fear? What if I was more bold and just like, oh, there's a guy waving to me. Of course, you know, I'm a friendly kid. I'll go walk up to you. I'm little. I'm not thinking. Was that invitation accepted? Even at that young age of three, like this age of innocence that Christians often say there is this protection from God automatically you know, three years old, because they don't know any better, right? And he is crossing those lines. Remember that. He's crossing those lines. And Catherine, just to uh, reaffirm that, uh, yes, that vibration, we all vibrate at a certain level, and our souls do too. And when we go to snap out of this body, a different kind of tone hits. So I hope this was helpful to you. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy-to-use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman. In the Reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalate, a lot of alcohol, parabens, or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the Reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservatives that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems. Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller-looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy-to-use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll-free, 24-7, That's 800-604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Today's program is all about you and your experiences. I am reading off your emails. And of course, if people would like to come and be a guest to share their experiences, they are more than welcome. But I really do like digging into these emails because it gives me the opportunity to pause and think about it and just carry on because uh it's um it's interesting how people express themselves when they take their time too to write about whatever it is that they'd like because I always welcome big emails because it really paints a picture and uh gives us a better opportunity to feel it all out all right so this next email it says, Dear Miss Hollis, that's very formal. <laughs> First of all, I am from Turkey, Istanbul. Well, hey, welcome. And uh, I will be honest with this one. When I saw that in the first line, I stopped and I read through it and I did my best to edit and get the best message across of what you were meaning in this email. Because the next line says, So I'm sorry if I will make some grammar mistakes. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Just a few things. And uh, yeah, so, all right. Continuing. And uh, they say, and here is my story about Hatman. I saw him two or three times. I'm not that sure. Because I don't remember about his hat details the first time I saw him. I was around five or six years old, or maybe younger, when this happened. I saw a shadow man with a knife behind the headboard of my bed. There was a space behind it. I got scared and put the blanket on my face, and then I fell asleep or fainted. I'm not sure. You know, I did a, a video some years ago talking about magic blankets. People pull up their blankets and all of a sudden, like, that's the end-all, be-all. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard other people uh, who have watched my video talk about magic blankets, magic blankets. I mean, yeah, because uh, 
it's just amazing to me how many emails I get of people having pulled the blankets up over their head and uh, they fall asleep or they faint. They don't recall or they probably slightly suffocated and blacked out. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I tell you, we should uh, totally like uh, uh, reproduce these magic blankets. All right. Um, <laughs> carrying on, it says um, the second time I saw him was when I was around 12 to 13 years old. I had anxiety back then. I got into a depression when I was 13 to 14. And I was waking up at 3 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. And I had epilepsy, but this happened in the evening. This is when I saw him pass through the wall between my parents' room and my bedroom. He smiled at me. A big smile. Oh, I know that smile. Ugh. His smile and eyes were white. But he had an iris and pupils, just like a human. And his iris was black. I felt different. I wasn't scared. I felt curious. I really wanted to learn more about him. Then the third time was about six months ago when I was 17 years old. I suddenly woke up and saw him in my bedroom, but his face was fully black. A shadow, actually. I don't know about the time because I fainted, oh no, after seeing him. That's understandable. A lot of people do when they see him. I don't know if I will see him again, but there is something I do know. I feel he is not someone who will hurt me. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you fainted. You went into a depression and you wake up at the witching hour of 3 a.m., but you don't think he's going to hurt you. And you saw him with a knife behind your bed. But he's not going to hurt you. I'm scrolling back and forth. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I really try to reason out these things because I, I hear these things from people. And it's like, well, I wasn't scared. And because I was curious or he didn't harm me or, you know, I've gotten used to his presence. I don't think he's going to hurt me. I think it's okay. Oh, boy. But look at the signs. Look at these signs. A knife behind the head of your bed. Hiding, no less. Wasn't there greeting you? You weren't, like, ready to go and greet people. You're probably in your bed, right? Five or six years old. No man, strange man, should be in your room behind your bed. Real or shadow people real or hat man real in the middle of the night. Okay, not with a knife, especially. And you got scared, pulled the blankets. All right. And to smile his big grin. No, that's, that's not a, a greeting either. Um, and yes, I have heard of him having normal eyes. So uh, and there's reasons behind that as well. Um, so okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find where, where you were. Okay, all right. Oh my goodness, it's just, I don't understand. So you, okay, you feel he's not someone who will hurt you. You read about him. And uh, and some people said he attacked and he had red glowing eyes. Maybe it's his evil twin or something. <laughs> That's funny. Or he is a time traveler and attacks the people who will do something bad later. But I'm sure that he is not a demon or something like that. Okay, now you passed out when you saw him, okay? And you got curious, even though you still passed out. Okay. And other people, because his eyes were red when he attacked them, you feel like yours is different because it had white eyes. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm listening. Okay, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm just trying to highlight these parts, too, for everybody that's listening here, too, because this is like, ugh. It's frustrating because I see the pattern and uh, this is just not good. It's not good to be welcoming and like feeling docile 
towards him even because he'll take advantage. He really will. Okay, so continuing. Uh, I had some bad paranormal experiences when I was in a depression. And after I remembered about him, these occurrences became less. People say that he feeds from fear. I'm that people. I'm the one. I'm the one that told people this is what he does. Okay. <laughs> this is me. Uh, other people repeating that after the years of me preaching about this. I'm glad they got the message. Um, yeah, um, he does. And think about that, what you're saying here in this sentence. You had some bad experiences when you were in depression. Paranormal experiences, no less. And after you remembered him, the occurrences reduced. Okay, perhaps because he was responsible and you got a good glimpse at him. Now he's up there doing the dirty work. I mean, he controls the ones that cause other paranormal occurrences, especially if they were bad. That's him. Okay, I'm just just putting it out there. Okay, and uh, you continue. Maybe he feeds from their fear. Because he doesn't want bad things to feed from it. And he protects you from them. Okay. All right. Um, trying to follow that. Uh, because I felt relieved when I saw him the second time. It made me recall that I saw him before. So it's like a deja vu of terror because you passed out. There's depression. And okay. I mean, really. Think about these things that you wrote here. This is not a, a, a positive pattern. And uh, then you continue to say, I mean, maybe when I was too young and I don't remember it, it's when you saw him before. And this is just a theory, but I think Hatman might be Jack the Ripper. Sincerely, EC. That's a cool name. EC, um, I'm... I'm trying to really, really think uh, reasonably with what it is that you wrote here, but uh, it's it's all spelling bad things. It really is. I've had several people say, well, I wasn't afraid, so he must be okay. Or he punched my mean dad, so he did me a favor. And uh, But you talk about him with a knife. You talk about the fear and you passed out, you think, you fainted. And, and then you fainted again when you saw him the other time. And just because he jogged your memory of having seen him before. And, and see, that's that thing I've talked about here on this show, too. Because he's kind of like a pedophile who grooms kids to be okay with his presence. Like, I'm supposed to be here behind your bed with a knife. I'm the guy that you saw back then. Familiar me. whoop doo doo do You know, like, what are we saying here? Like, why would you get this trigger in you to take a step back and be like, he's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's like, is that a programming? I mean, I am reading your words here. And, uh, you know, to say if he's a time traveler or whatnot, I I'm going to tell you in the early days what the people would say to me. I mean, Everything was, was really kind of out in the open, and um, I wasn't talking about these things. I wasn't talking about him in particular. I just kept it general with shadow people, shadow people, shadow people. But I'll go into detail about that, um, what it is that people felt about this, because your, your email is a little bit more in-depth. And uh, this is a problem I'm finding with folks that, you, you know, if you sit in a circle and you whisper something in somebody's ear and you say, pass the story on and try to make it as accurate as the original, right? And it gets passed around. And by the time it gets back to you, the story is all goofed up. And so is the information and people can't follow the story to begin with. And uh, I'm finding that's the problem when... Uh, you know, people go and grab your material and run with it, and they don't let it get back to the original person until it's too late, and the story's all goofed, and so are, uh, you know, the evidence and the, the patterns that have been, I've been talking about forever, 20-plus uh, years now. And, uh, yeah, so... Let's straighten out this story and let's chat a little bit more after the break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, 
The Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. If you feel stressed, suffer from fatigue, moodier than usual, or would like to fall asleep easier and sleep more soundly while losing weight, do we have something for you? Accelerate and Elevate. I take Elevate Performance Supplement in the morning for energy and laser focus for work. Then before bed, I take Accelerate, weight management and sleep combo. And indeed, I now sleep soundly through the night. Plus, I'm losing weight. It's amazing. I've maybe gotten four to five hours of sleep max a night. I'm sleeping between six and seven. I wake up to use the bathroom, but I go right back to sleep, which has never happened before, which is pretty awesome. I noticed a higher level of happiness. I also noticed that I wasn't taking naps. I had more energy. I was more in the moment with my kids. Like we were laughing more. We were more excited. Every single person needs to feel this. I lost 10 pounds and five and a half inches off my waist. And I'm so proud of myself. It gives you energy. It helps you sleep better. It just works. I stand by it 100%. I was on a handful of medications to help me sleep, to help me be happy. Tons of therapy. When I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm getting seven to nine hours of sleep every night. I've lost some pounds, um, inches mainly. My family has me back. 
Try Accelerate and Elevate. Discounted for listeners to the show. Plus further discounts with the George Power Pack, including a free gift. Learn more and order now at our website, energyfocussleep.com. That's energyfocussleep.com or 800-394-9930. So jump on the path now to all-day energy, better sleep, and weight loss with Accelerate and Elevate. Energyfocussleep.com, energyfocussleep.com or 800-394-9930. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I got a fascinating email from Istanbul, Turkey, from EC, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about this email because this is a pattern that I see with people who will have this position of, I think Hatman is is okay. He's not a demon, and uh, I'm not afraid, or, or whatever it is that gets triggered in people to have the position that they do when it comes to Hatman being an okay dude, okay? Um, and I appreciate that EC here took the time to describe the different experiences that they had with Hatman because it's important. It helps paint the picture and helps me to understand a bit more um, with folks who'll say, I-, I think Hatman's okay. I wasn't afraid. He walked through my living room. He smiled at me and it's all good, you know. And uh, EC describes first visit. They're five or six years old and he's hiding behind the bed with a knife. It, what five or six year old deserves to have that experience? I don't know. I wouldn't think that's a great guy, even if it was a human guy. Uh, a second one, um, they started having uh, depression, anxiety around the age that they saw Hatman. And, uh, but there was a recognition that helped EC be able to remember, oh, I saw you before. You were the guy with the knife behind the bed. That helps me. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. But a point that I was making in the prior segment, like like a child predator who gets a kid to be okay with the wrong things that they are doing, that wrong presence, that, that menacing predator type of feel is okay. Get comfortable, kid. That's, it's okay. It's me. It's Uncle Hatman. I hate to say that. It makes me feel sick to my stomach, actually. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I, I think he helps to jog the memory uh, of some of these kids or adults, like, to be okay. But you know what? I have to tell you, it's usually kids or young adults uh, that I'm hearing, like, uh, when there was, like, this kind of a a relationship that was formed very young where they're like kind of defensive of Hatman and and believe it or not those children who have been abused by adults are kind of defensive because when you're innocent and pure you're you're kind of uh, more loving like oh you just put that out there and and it's like a childhood memory like oh they didn't cause harm you know did they was that wrong i mean i loved them uh, their presence was okay um you know is this what hatman is doing i really do think he's grooming and uh and that's not a good position it's not a good position so yeah he does feed off from fear and he causes it. He feeds off from depression and he causes it. You began having anxiety pretty darn young and depression pretty darn young. Not not typical, okay? That's not a typical pattern. And then you had horrible paranormal experiences during that time. Think about that. Hat man. And I'm I'm telling you I've been doing this for a long time. Hatman controls the bad paranormal stuff, okay? Those are his guys that cause that. So it's like, what do you um, have? Good cop, bad cop type of thing? I don't know. 
Like, boy, those guys are really horrible, but I'm here now. It's okay. Remember me when you're five. It's okay. And it's like, I'm curious. I'm curious you helped jog this memory. I mean, I'm trying to reenact what it is that pulled this 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 uh, endearing form uh, that you've got here. And but Jack the Ripper is one of your conclusions about who Hatman is. That uh, he's not an endearing guy either. But you're you're thinking it's not a demon. It was just a evil soul of a person of a killer like Jack the Ripper. Um, if I'm understanding you correctly. I just don't think so. And, uh, you know, Hatman is able to walk through walls, right? To kind of blend in with the shadows around him and also step out from those shadows and have a cane, an outfit, and, uh, you know, teeth, <laughs> eyes. He can change them. They don't always have to be the same type of experiences to uh, be exhibited. The, the red eyes. He's had yellow eyes. He's had no eyes. He's had solid black eyes. He's clean shaven. He has a, a beard sometimes. Now, why is this? People are like, well, hold on, hold on. There's more than one hat man or, you know, what's going on here? Hat man is growing, okay? He's growing and he's spreading his horrible joy around and he's fooling people. Now, I, I'm, I'm really concerned uh, if this is a presence that you would be kind of okay with because you're curious and you want to learn more. Don't, don't get close to this thing. Don't let your guard down. Don't feel okay about this. It's not a demon. It's a demon, but it's the worst demon. It's the boss of the demons. It's the devil. Okay. And, uh, something I wanted to talk about in this segment. Oh boy. When I was getting in hordes of emails about him and what was going on, it it just ate me up over and over. And when I went to take steps towards talking about this, pulling the stories together, I would get calls from everybody that I knew saying, what is going on? It's, I know this has something to do with you because I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares. I'm having a whole bunch of stuff going on. And they wouldn't go into details always. And so I take a step back. And then I take another step forward and it would happen all over again. So for years, I really wouldn't address him head on. I'd be like, shadow people, shadow people, shadow people. And I called him the hat man shadow. He is not a shadow being, Okay. Yeah, he could go into the shadows, but he's something a lot darker. And when people were writing me about their experiences about him, they would always, or I should say often say, my goodness, this thing, he's he's awful. And then they'd ask me, who is he? And they would often answer the, the same question. He's the devil, isn't he? So it wasn't me going out saying, hey, guys, it's the devil. Um, Hatman would tell people he's the devil. People would ask him and he'd let them know he'd like to brag about it. And uh, strange enough, he's now referring to himself as the name I gave him as Hatman. He really hates my guts and uh, feelings are mutual. I've worked hard for that hate. (laughs) Um, I don't try to tempt him, but I really don't care how angry he gets at me because it just lets me know I'm doing the right thing. And I'm telling you, EC, that this is bad news. And I really hope that you do the right thing in protecting yourself against this because the longer you allow his presence to be there, the worse it's going to be for you, unfortunately. And So whatever it is that you feel is representing of God, bless your home, bless your space, try to be in the light of things. And, uh, you know, if Hatman is okay with that type of thing, uh, then he'll be welcome to walk around your house, right? But I bet you, you bless that space, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to move around. But, you know, try it out. Say in God's name, you know, you're not welcome here if you're of anything evil. 
and see if that stops his approach, okay? See if that changes anything. And uh, I, I warn anybody who's dealing with anything that you didn't personally open up the door and say, hey, come on in at three o'clock or, or whatever it is and have a seat. Let's have a conversation. If you didn't openly invite like that for this thing to get comfortable with you, then I would say it is not supposed to be there. And coming around at 3 a.m. in the morning, having that kind of thing going on where you're feeling uncomfortable and you're waking up and having bad experiences, getting depressed and anxiety at such a young age, really, really a pattern of bad news. So I I hope, EC, that this was helpful for, for you. And I'm hopeful that it's going to help other people who are seeing and experiencing Hatman in a similar way and, and wonder, look at the patterns, wonder about why would he have a knife? Why would he come into my room? I'm five years old. Why would he do these certain things? So be analytical about it. I understand you might not get scared with his presence, but his presence is not a good one to have. It's not an angel in disguise. It's not just a a bad soul of a person who used to murder people, which is not good to have around either. But uh, he's a lot darker and he's meeting the world. So Jack the Ripper meeting the world? How is he doing that? This is a lot deeper and darker. So please be safe and do what is necessary to uninvite him to cleanse your area and... uh, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled, okay? And um, yeah, so again, I, I welcome anybody who's experienced anything out of the ordinary. I sure would like some more angel <laughs> stories or Jesus stories versus the demons. But hey, I, I welcome it all. And I know a lot of people do not cover these topics and uh, because it's the topics that I put out there. And I've been working hard to put out the right message. So it's a little disheartening when people are... pretty much just repeating and then missing some elements that are really important and it's causing harm so you know I hope that uh, this was helpful and I hope this was an important show as I feel all of them are so again go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and uh, you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM paranormal podcast network we'll see you next time stay safe everybody goodbye well if you liked this edition of dark becomes light wait till you hear the next one you've been listening to the iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network <laughs>